0: hello and welcome to the race ff podcast i am your host jaime garcia and today um it is a first for me i have a father and son duo and today i'm so happy to finally get a chance to talk to this guy he's honestly like a really impressive person um most of the guys that follow uh race ff and know all the socal tracks have heard of this person one way or another because he just obliterated lap times out there in his uh, crx and he's a hot shoe and i'm really happy that we have somebody from socal representing us and doing uh, awesome things like racing in uh, formula four and uh, just recently got back from driving what is like my dream car uh, fully prepped uh, race NSX, and with the great uh, Ryan Eversley. And today I have Nikki Hayes and his father. So, hello guys! Thank you for coming on.
1: Hey, thanks for having us on. Yeah, <laughs> first thing I gotta clear up:
2: it's not Nikki's CRS it's mine. This oh. is Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I just let him drive it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he does a hell of a
0: job doing that.
2: He's all right. <laughs>
1: He's getting better. He's getting better. I'm just out there hanging on for dear life. And, uh, sometimes there's a few laps that are quick, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most of the really fast people are always very, very modest. So the fact that you're that modest, it shows how fast you are. So, um, I mean, we have your dad here and y- and you and I kind of wanted to know like from your dad's perspective. Um, how'd you guys uh, like focus on getting nikki, uh started off in uh, racing
2: Well, he actually was the reason why
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, I was club racing myself in a crx nice. uh, You know, I started I got my racing license in 98 well, or so, so I club raced okay. for a couple of years And then uh, we got pregnant with nikki Mm-hmm. So, uh, that kind of changed all of our finances and, uh, mm-hmm. I ended up selling all the race cars and, uh, and, uh, got into go-karting instead because mm-hmm. it was easier to do financially and, uh, just logistically easier to do. Oh. So then, um, uh, you know, five years later when he was old enough to get in a go-kart, he wanted, uh, we started doing that and he started
1: racing go-karts. So that's and, awesome. Uh,
0: so, Nikki, yeah. what was your first memory of uh, racing go-karts?
1: Um, I'd say it, it would start with, I used to go with my dad, so he was still karting at the time. And he had mm-hmm. a close-knit group of friends, mainly from work, and a couple guys who we used to club race um, Hondas with in Honda Challenge. Oh, no and, way. That's yeah, actually yeah.
0: where I'm trying to go into. I just awesome. got my awesome. license for that and doing my first race uh, in October.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So basically there's a, there's a tight knit group and I was just kind of, I'd say a fly on the wall and I was two or three years old and I would just go, um, you know, every Saturday Uh and just be there. And it started out with a little electric go-kart driving up and down the street. And then eventually, um, picking up like a old cart from some kid who was racing locally, um, here in SoCal. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just evolved from there starting, you know, first driving around in parking lots, you know across the street from our house and then doing lead follow on racetracks with my dad and then honestly from there the rest is history it, it turned into my life um from five years old up until now um wow. i'm turning 20 next month so it's it's kind of taken over um i'd say yeah since a young age
0: wait uh, so you're turning how old
1: i'm turning 20 next month
0: oh wow dude so young so yeah, yeah. especially like with the skill set that you have i mean it's so awesome and to see that it's starting well i mean you did formula four so i mean that's that's not easy that's hard um but yeah just so your dad you raced in honda challenge i think we probably know the exact same people then because
2: oh yeah i mean i met like ryan oh, um yeah uh, you know Ryan back uh, before he even was doing NASA. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when he was doing, God, he was open track. When I was just doing like you know mm-hmm. track days with Hondas. So, and but but I first started in uh, SCCA club racing, running ITA with the CR. Oh,
0: okay, so that's essentially yeah. like a H four style car. That's yeah. kind of what and I'm building. Mean, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then then H uh, four got really big with the NASA Honda oh, Challenge, yeah. and uh, a lot of buddies, uh, and had, it was a younger crowd. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was a lot more fun and the, uh, you know, uh, the people were a lot friendlier and it's just a great fun atmosphere. Um, and so we went over and started doing Honda challenge H4 was good and had a huge group. And, yeah. uh, and it was a lot of fun, you know, met a lot of good people. Um, and, uh, you know, lifelong friends from that point on, you know, and, uh, uh that was just my racing. Uh, but, uh, uh before that I was, uh, Working for uh, semi pro race teams in World Challenge and in IMSA. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I worked for Honda. Uh, so from the mid 90s on, you know, I was building race cars. Uh, Sick. And uh, before I even started driving them. So was oh, doing wow. it at a club level, um, doing it at a semi pro and a pro level, both in uh, endurance and in sprint racing all across North America. So a, as a mechanic. Awesome. That's you know, awesome. Mechanic. Yeah, and then just started. Uh, uh, I built a CRX for a local guy, and he won the championship. No one could beat him. And then one test day, he said, hey, you want to jump in the car and try it? And I'm like, sure, why not? Just don't tell my <laughs> wife, you know? And went out and had fun and was, you know, kind of fast and uh, started doing some autocrossing too. And uh, then, like, you know, a year or so later, got my uh, club racing license, and uh, it's been just a blast ever since, you know? And
0: Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, front-wheel drive, like, it's not as appreciated outside of the road racing scene. But when you get in there, it's, it's really impressive how fast these cars can be eaten. And I mean, they're really old. They're like 30 years old now, those CRXs, and yeah, they can yeah. still hold their own. I mean, it's not, it's not a car to, to, to be taken lightly.
2: Yeah. I remember, you know, on one of my club races in, uh, it was a national race. Mm-hmm. And I remember being at Buttonwillow. The track had just opened. Uh, oh. I think it opened a year or two. I might have been the first national race there. Mm-hmm. And I was qualified on the front row against, was it Scotty White and his Corvette and some other guy in a, in a Viper? And I was scared, Crapler, man. <laughs> this little CRX, you know, on the front row with a Corvette and a and a Viper, and mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it just shows you what these little cars can do. They're just amazing little cars, you know. And they make m- made me as a driver look really good. But uh, <laughs> well, know.
0: the the CRX, at least from the people that I've uh, talked to and seen, the uh, Carlos, um, and of course. Um, uh jeremy croset who i constantly watch a lot of his videos i'm sure you know who that is
2: oh my god yeah i i knew him before he was racing when he was racing motorcycles and he he was coming to the track asking about crxs yeah we go way back
0: yeah so like those those are the people that i that i kind of like started looking at when i first went out to the racetrack it was him like edo stepanian and all of the kind of like older uh crowd there's still still some of them around um yeah. but yeah that that really left a huge impressed impression on me when i first went out there and saw what these cars were capable of
2: yeah i mean they're they're great little cars mm-hmm. um are you building a CRX or what do you, what do you have
0: so i uh have and uh, i've gotten s- Several messages uh, about this. I was able to find a 1993 Civic Si, all original, AC working, power steering working, um, power windows, and I am tearing that part that car apart. Oh my god! And uh, um, building an H4 car out of it. Um, Right now, it's actually with one of my close friends in uh, Washington. Shout out to Eli getting a. custom brackets for the seat because I wanted to have a full containment uh, seat, so we had to lob off uh, the seat mounting position so that oh it could be God. mounted to the floor. I know. All kinds of people are like, no, you're ruining it.
2: Yeah. It was clean title, right clean title, too. Clean title, SI. Oh, my uh, God. So you're that guy. Oh, yeah. I, I am that guy. I am that guy. Trust me, I am, too. So. <laughs>
0: yeah, and... uh you know, um it's getting a full cage. I'm running uh a what is it a Cobra Halo seat because it's not only for for me. Uh my fiance also uh drives. I got lucky that I found a girl that is willing to go out to the, to the desert with me Aww. and actually drive. So Aww, we'll be both uh doing like time trials and uh Honda challenge and switching back and forth. So I wanted to have like a good safe seat, but in the 90s, those cars were not really designed for a full containment seat, especially, like, a Cobra one. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, it, it, you can get them it, in there. You can it, get them in
2: there. It, yeah, you have to
0: mount it on the ground. It, it's it's not an easy thing, but, yeah. Oh,
2: no, no, yeah. you gotta you got to make custom bright. you got to put it on the on the floorboards. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
0: reinforce it because those cars are, are not that strong. So, Nikki, when it came – I've looked at your Instagram and – I don't know why, but it looks like there's two CRXs that are are going around there. That red one with, I think it was that B-Series swap that you have, and I think a single cam that I've seen you. Uh, yeah, a single uh,
1: cam jammer. That car. Oh, is,
0: is, dude. Both of them
1: are my cars. Yeah, they're, they're his cars. And that's, <laughs> he's had that car since 2004, so he daily drove that thing Ooh. like a psycho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, he used to daily drive that, pick me up from school. Um, Sick. And so, that car has been in the family, yeah. Crap, like a long, time. A long almost, time. Yeah, almost as long as I've been alive. Yeah. So, oh, wow. So that's that car is always going to stay like that. It actually passes smog. Yep. Um, legally. Legally. There's not a...
0: Same yeah, here. Different. Yeah. <laughs> Same <laughs> so, here. So, so My car there, but... passes smog. It has a cat. So, yeah. I that's a huge flex to be able to say hey i could get pulled over anytime and i'm gonna pop it up and it's gonna be the little single jingle in there <laughs> yeah. and you know i don't have to worry about if uh, there's that rolling smog because my thing is gonna pass beautifully
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but that car i mean it brings back so many memories as a mm-hmm. kid so just just cruising that around is it is fast no but the emotion it brings and just everything it still has the same exhaust it's had you know barky barky exhaust since nice. since a kid so nice. i I'll, i tell my dad like he's he's considered selling it i'm like if you ever sell that car i'll never forgive you <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> dude well i mean CRX is now there you know back when your your dad was talking about like uh H4 blowing up the car to have was really the ITA prepped um uh, h4 honda challenge uh, vehicle was the crx it was so light and uh very easy to rotate and it was twitchy yeah um, so i mean it, it's a car that you drove with the gas on all the time yeah and yeah. just kind of figured out what you needed to do with your your hands and you know <laughs> like that 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 thing is uh, wild so Besides the exhaust, what else is done to that CRX? Because again, you're talking to a Honda fanboy, and I'm so excited that both of you guys are like, you know, you're my people. Like this is exactly like, dude, I'm 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 nerding out right now.
2: That street car, that single cam, I actually built it initially when mm-hmm. the um, STS or ST2 autocross class okay. came up. Um, and so you know, I built the motor just for that. You know. So that's over. the D
0: sixteen A nine, right? Or
2: uh, uh, whatever D6? the original motor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know, and you know, it's just got back then. You know, you I think you're allowed a, 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 a different gear ratios and okay. stuff like that. But right. I mean, it was it was built for that. Cl- initially, it was built just for that class, and then at that time, I was kind of getting out of autocrossing mm-hmm. um, because again, we we're getting into go karting and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. then it just transformed into a, basically it's a Canyon car, you know, mm-hmm. we just, now we take it to the Canyons and it's just got, you know, the suspension's pretty dialed. What um, kind of coilovers are, are you running on? Uh, it's got custom, uh, God well, had so many different stuff on it. Uh, it had, uh, we have a set of Mugen N1s on it right now. Okay. Um, but before that, we had some, uh, like Tokiko rally shocks, which okay. aluminum, which are really hard to find. Yeah, back I remember H4, it, I
0: remember the Illumina. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah the, but these were the the rally version only yeah, available yeah. in Japan. And back in H four we used to run those. So we were playing with those. And then it's got the custom spherical um bushings all throughout and and, and so, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of a lot of, of moving uh, uh suspension components too, you know. So it, it's a it's a really good uh, Canyon car. Uh oh, yeah. like focused on it being lightweight and mm-hmm, It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, and it's Good.
0: funny that you bring up the rally shocks because I remember uh, I forget who it was, but I was listening to another story about a one of the first Hondas to win a North American race was actually in a rally, and it was a CRX, like a prep stock one, that just like finished out there, and that was like one of the first uh, American uh, championships or like trophy that the CRX yeah. got was actually in rally.
2: I think it was probably with PD Cunningham driving it. You know, the the founder and owner of Real Time Racing. So yeah, I, th- I
0: think that's where I was hearing the story from. Again, yeah. from shout out to Ryan Eversley and the dinner yeah. with racers. Um, yeah, that's probably where I heard it from.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it was either with them or the Comtech guys or somebody. But you mm, know, back then mm-hmm. those were the names in the business. You know exactly. So, so, and then all those cars were built there at Honda in Special Projects. Uh, it's the shop right next door to where I work, so it's H P D. No, no, no. I work at uh, corporate headquarters in uh, Torrance. Oh, okay. And we had a group uh, called Special Projects, and we used to build all the race oh, cars okay. for okay. all the endurance and World Challenge, and a lot of a lot of cool stuff got built there yeah, back in
0: the day. I used to live over in uh, Redondo Beach, over by uh, Torrance and Anza. So, oh, cool, yeah, right, yeah, right, like, right down the street. Yeah. yeah, right down the street. And now I live in Santa Clarita, right down the street from HPD. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's where I first met Eversley. He, uh, yeah. he was walking through uh, Honda with uh, no the PD. Yeah, so. Yeah, that yeah, was a year or two ago when I met him first time.
0: Yeah, Eversley, I, I can't say enough good things about that man. He's uh, ju- just a real, genuine, kind human being and i'm very happy that i've gotten the chance to be on his radar
2: yeah he sounds like one of those guys that's really worked hard to get his career going and it's really inspirational to hear this story
0: yeah i mean he started off as a ranch i mean yeah that's that's uh,
2: impressive yeah i've heard of him in this age you know so
0: it's hard it's hard and i'm sure nicky knows very well of how hard it is to go out (laughs) there and race and um try and try and be as competitive as you can be with the, the competition out there because i mean there's a lot of really fast young people out there and it's not easy
2: yeah the biggest thing that you're competing against is the money you know there's yeah it's 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 i hadn't we never had any idea of what even even in, when you go to the track yeah. nowadays even like if you go to a a time attack, or you go just to a track day. There's so much money out there. I mean, it, is. it is. We're driving one of the oldest cars there is. And, <laughs> you know, it's funny. We one of the jokes Nikki and I have is like we got the youngest driver with the oldest car, and <laughs> oldest, you know, I'm the oldest mechanic. You know, so. but it, it's it's a lot of fun uh, mm. going into some of these really fast cars. You know.
0: So Nikki, I I know you um, pretty much like. For me, I, I heard about you when you did the VTEC Club um, event in the CRX, the red one with the, the B series swap. But was that your first time actually doing like auto, um, like a competition um, with with the with that uh, chassis? Or
1: yeah, so basically, like backstory on that car, um, mm-hmm. we didn't take it out or finish it until COVID, like mm-hmm. middle of COVID. So I took it out one time last July, car parked until December. And I saw VTech Club. I was like, you know, streets is a fun track. I'd race there a bit in karting. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh what the hell? Why don't we why don't we give it a shot? So, um stole the street tires off of my dad's street car and <laughs> because it's because it's a that's the tires you have to run. And oh, what, what to,
0: tires was was that? Uh
1: AO52. Yeah, AO52. Yeah, oh, AO52s. Okay, okay. Yeah, so they um yeah, just an AO 52, and I'm like, yeah, it's a street tire. I don't expect it to be that fast, but I was <laughs> I was pretty shocked uh, for for the tech technology. But anyway, we went out to Streets of Willow for a track day and threw down a relatively decent time. I think it was like my second lap out, and we were running for if you know Streets of Willow lap times like 121s on these oh, yeah. random yeah. random street tires. So I was like, yeah. shit, that's pretty that's pretty good for <laughs> for just taking the car out for one or two laps, and mm-hmm. I'd only taken the car out. I think that was the second or third time ever, um, so that kind of led to oh, there's a Honda Time Attack Challenge event earlier in the month of May, and went out there, and that that went really well. But the first yeah first VTEC Club event we ever did was at Streets of Willow um, earlier this year.
0: So. Yeah, I think um, I might be mistaken, but I remember seeing uh, somebody talking. I don't know if it was uh, from like uh, VTEC Clubs. Um, actual page um if it was uh 119 that i saw uh credited to you
1: yeah so v tech club we came back and obviously like there was still a lot more time on the table and looking at data like looking at the setup of the car and we knew if we had some fresh tires it would definitely go a lot quicker so put some fresh tires on worked on the setup and yeah threw down to 119.7 which we were kind of we're still very new to this (laughs) Uh, and we're just like Okay, that's pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and, that and that was the fastest
0: <laughs> lap of all of the cars of that day in every class. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's a pretty big message to uh, send out there. So the, that was really impressive, man. And then you continued that by going out to Buttonwillow uh, 13 clockwise and dropping down a low 50s. And that's nuts. That's pretty – for a car with no arrow. I mean, I don't know if how how light the car is. It looks very light, so I can't imagine that. Um, you know, with a decent engine, that that car must be a riot to uh, drive. It might be just like a go kart. Yeah, I, like a front wheel drive.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a, <laughs> yeah. it's like a go kart. Um, but the way you save it is to, like the it. I'd say it's the hardest car. No one believes me. Um, because they've seen, you know, obviously I've been fortunate to drive a lot of different things, but I say when I come in, um, from putting down a few laps in the CRX, I'm sweating, my brain like hurt. (laughs) Uh, no one believes me that it's one of the hardest things I've driven, Mm -hmm. um, but the way the car is and to be fast you have to have so much oversteer and yeah. when you're at 100 miles an hour mm-hmm. and the way to, the to pull out. yeah and the back end steps out at full throttle and the only option you have is to stay in the throttle that's <laughs> that's an adjustment so <laughs> yeah mentally
0: that like for non car people that's and you know that's one of the great things about socal is that we have so many racetracks available to us yeah. in like a short distance but for as popular as road racing and cars is, it's so under. I I want to say. Under underdeveloped or, under, not like people don't know about it as well in, and, and you know just generally. I mean, before I even got involved into road racing, I didn't know that I had three racetracks, within like fifty, fifty yeah. um, minutes from where I lived, and I was like, wow. And a majority of people don't know that. And when you tell them that, oh, yeah, this car is really hard to drive because you have to keep in the gas as you go through a corner, they're like, wait, how do you brake? It's like, you don't. (laughs) You you send it and then you just throttle out and hope that it grips. Yeah,
2: it's called ultimate commitment. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Ultimate commitment. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So, Nikki, have you driven uh, any other streetcars besides the CRX, or have you just been exclusively to the CRX?
1: Like, on track? Yeah. Um, So, I've driven, I'd say, like, for example, I've driven, like, Mm -hmm. Camaros, ZL1s.
0: How do you like those? Because, I'll be honest, I'm I'm about six feet tall, and in the Camaros, I... I feel claustrophobic. I feel like I I don't fit. I don't know why.
1: Um, yeah. what the weirdest thing is, is for such a big car, you can't see anything.
0: Dude, um, right? Like, dude, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. see anything. Like, I'm yeah. shocked. Like, I tell that to people that it's so uncomfortable that I feel yeah. way more comfortable in my EG than I do in that com- that giant Camaro because I'm like, I, I feel like I don't fit. I need yeah, to go into that. my little EG for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. EG is like a greenhouse compared to exactly. a Camaro. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of the other beautiful things about these front wheel drive cars. The the visibility outward is, yeah. is amazing compared to uh, a sports car that this car could be, you yeah. know, so
0: so what were your overall impressions of the Camaro besides, you know, like the fact that you can't see out of it?
1: Um, I think that it's really impressive that you can buy like for for seventy five grand um, out the door for a car that has AC and you could drive to the track and it being that it's you know american cars have that stereotype that they can't corner can't this mm-hmm. um, i was i would say i was somewhat impressed by how well it held its own mm-hmm. through um considering the weight and yeah. also being on a not very sticky street tire at mm-hmm. all um it was on it wasn't even on the supercar 3r good oh, year yeah, that yeah, yeah. it was on something a little bit harder and it was at laguna seca of all places so mm-hmm. very low grip surface so i think it's actually very impressive that you could drive we so me and my friend went um and we drove all the way up there tracked all day and then drove it right home so mm-hmm. the fact that you do that with the ac blasting and you know and go back back. and park the car at the hotel and then to me that's, that's pretty amazing. Cause when you start looking at like professional racing and all that goes into it, I mean, there's six to 10 people just to run a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so just to be able to street drive to the track is amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, much like you've probably experienced going over to the V club event, um, is a lot of people do drive their cars and some people have like really savage cars to, yeah. to the track. And yeah, that's, to have something that's comfortable, in a sort in a you know, roundabout way. I mean, like AC blasting and whatnot. That's yeah. that's awesome. And yeah, yeah, I I I've gotten a chance to drive not the, because I'm also an instructor with a uh, NASA, and I've gotten a chance to drive those, and they're all right. Like I I mean, yes, you have that stigma of like the car is heavy and you feel the kind of push and a little boaty, but. um No, those cars are really impressive for what they are. And have you driven uh, like the new Civic Type R? What what are your thoughts on it?
1: So I've only driven that really on the street. Mm -hmm. I think the car, the drivetrain is, I'd say it's impressive, but inspiring nowhere near what a B-Series is. Um, The way the power band is and everything, it it doesn't really inspire you to rev it. so last year when i was racing in f3 we used the same we used the civic type r drivetrain you know same exact mm, and everything that's like right that. that's right and um it's the engine is very impressive and the differential is very impressive but you just can't beat the golden era hondas with how nimble they are
0: and the how um, and the sound the sound yeah,
1: the, the motion. i mean going fast is cool but if it doesn't sound cool um then it doesn't really matter to me that's that's <laughs> true
0: yeah um i mean we're also driving uh, like single cams with the older one. They don't. They're not known for not sound, sounding the the best out there. But yeah, a B series uh, deep throaty sound when especially it hits that uh, VTEC crossover. Yeah. man, not... it's it's hard to beat, especially when it's paired up with a good exhaust. Yeah, not something super you know far can or stereotypical <laughs> Honda. Yeah bazooka coming out with like a four inch uh thing <laughs> yeah for
1: sure
0: so recently I, um at the beginning we talked about um you going out to race um in one of the full prepped nsx's and yeah. can you tell me about a little bit about what the program is and uh how how it works
1: yeah, so basically it's a program put on by um, HPD in the Acura NSX GT3. So it's a, it's a factory built car, uh, mm-hmm. uses the stock space frame. Um, so we went to the factory and we're able to see how everything's built. They use the stock NSX st- uh, space frame and then they ship it over to Italy and it's everything. All the body panels are carbon fiber mm-hmm. and it's a custom racing car. So anybody looking to race in GT3, it's a worldwide FIA spec. So that's that's kind of the background on the car and it's a young driver program that they that honda put together and fortunately um over the years i've been able to form a very close relationship with them and about three or four weeks before the program started we were able to put to- put together something um so that's kind of how i've been able to make that transition from open wheel racing into gt racing
0: that's so awesome man and was that your first time driving out at uh, mid
1: ohio uh no so i'd been in mid ohio a couple times before Back mm-hmm. in F4 and F3 mm-hmm. um, so it's you know that was all familiar just a lot different of an experience um, just car wise
0: yeah I mean going open-wheel to um, you know production car is a big difference The cars handle and feel very very different yeah so yeah, for, sure. for F4 um, what tracks did you guys uh, run for that series
1: so mostly I was in Europe um in france i did i did did yeah i did a driver selection so i was um part of a manufacturer karting driver selection in france and Mm -hmm. happened to be picked as one of the drivers so that's what really launched me going into car racing because Mm -hmm. without that there was no way i was going to be able to have the funding to do anything like that because Mm. the jump is just astronomical yeah Uh, yeah so. so he basically won a shootout yeah so it was a driver shootout i was one of um i think at that one the one that i won i was the only american there yeah and I went over to france and that kind of launched everything so i was able to go to just if i don't know if you follow formula one but um paul ricard uh, spa uh i'm missing Im- some more imola um and then just a bunch of tracks in france there's the oh and budapest in hungary oh okay. so I, I was able to do a lot of Formula One tracks, and then stateside, I did three races. Um, So the three tracks are actually Mid Ohio, VIR, and then Coda, which was supporting Formula One, which was Mm -hmm. just absolutely insane. insane. It was insane. Yeah,
0: I hear that uh, Coda's actually really bumpy for how new of a track it is.
1: Yeah, that's a that'd be an understatement. Um, (laughs) When you're in a car that's two inches off the ground and no suspension travel, you are basically hanging on. um, Jesus. You're just really just trying to predict how much how many lanes it's going to jump in the middle of the corner
0: wow that's so. insane like I, i've heard from other people um i think um who was it adam jabay from a uh, slip angle he was the one that was telling me that um that a lot of those tracks are super super bumpy and um i, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh grid life but um yeah yeah so One of their, they had like an event over here in uh, SoCal, and he was uh, kind of shocked at the fact that uh, over at Big Willow, we have the same asphalt that was there from like 1950s. (laughs) Because most of the racetracks uh, in the Midwest and back east, they have to get repaid because they get so like bumpy. And that's like something else that happens at uh, Coda.
2: Yeah, they get the changes in weather. You know, they go. Mm-hmm. They actually have four seasons, unlike us. Uh, yeah,
0: we skip all and, of I them. Take this
2: toll <laughs> on the tracks,
1: and, yeah. and they a lot of the tracks we use a lot too. So yeah,
0: that's true. That's
1: true. The problem with Coda is, it's, I'm ninety. I'm not. I'm. Someone will probably fact check me on this, but it's mm-hmm. built on a swamp. So oh the yeah. Track, so the track is sinking or it's mm-hmm. doing weird things, and they tried to fix it, but it's kind of it was a landfill or something. something yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mother Nature does not want that to be a yeah. it's a beautiful facility. Yeah. I mean it's it's yeah. a great uh,
0: track. I, I've great seen some needed. some videos of it and I mean I, I hope to um do like maybe uh, nationals with NASA and yeah. get go out there and you know finish second to last in my AEG. <laughs> um, yeah. and uh you know that that's definitely a track that I would love to go out uh, go out to.
2: A lot of fun, but bumpy as heck. So,
0: all right, I'll I'll set the I'll make sure not to get too uh, high of the spring rates going on there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, in SoCal, what what is your favorite track, Nick?
1: Um, I really am liking I like Bunny Willow because to me, mm-hmm. to put down a lap there, not only setup wise but driver wise, you really have to hang the thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're going through Riverside, if you're not balls out, you're slow um yeah and across i I think they call it phil hill the right hand the The blind right hander yeah if you're not floating a bunch of speed across the top of there same thing a lot Mm -hmm. of lap time and it's a lot of trust in the car Mm -hmm. and um so i was fortunate to do a lot of testing in f3 there um a year ago and i remember like some of the qualifying simulations we were doing um like it's such a brutal track and mm. when you put together a lap, like your, your heart is beating and it's, there's no references, um, you know, compared to a lot of, I'd say uh, these other softer tracks, mm. <laughs> you know, with, with, <laughs> with all these brake markers and this and that, you really, you know, it's one of those tracks where you can hang a wheel in the dirt and it might go a little bit faster. So to me, it's really raw and it, and it challenges not only the driver, but the setup of the car. Cause there's so many different factors.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because, uh, again, I'm, I'm thinking you guys are probably running 13 clockwise because that's probably the more um, well-known configuration right there. And, yeah, I, I mean, there's, being that I've uh, instructed with NASA, I've gotten a chance to drive different cars there. And there are some cars that, you know, on the S's, they, they can handle uh, coming up on the bumps a little bit more and you don't have to turn the wheel as much. And there are some cars that really don't like the bumps and they um they'll get upset and that's not yeah. really where you wanna be when you're exiting uh those S's going almost triple digits. Well yeah. in, in my car it's like high high eighties, high nineties. Yeah. R3 R3. Oh boy. But yeah, um yeah, I have to say, Button Willow is really one of my favorite tracks. Um, I love that uh, with NASA they run a lot of uh, different configurations. Yeah. Exactly. I, That's
2: the beauty I, of the place. You know? Oh,
0: yeah. Like, have you, have you messed around with uh, running the A section clockwise or
1: counterclockwise? No, I've actually only – so the CRX has only been there once. Um, oh, wow. I've only been there once in that car, and then other than that, we. And you did always, a
0: low one fifty so that's I mean, just, that was my fourth lap. My fourth oh, lap. Oh, damn! <laughs> you got some dust <laughs> like, on those shoulders, man. You need to brush them off. I, know.
2: <laughs> I think he had to go pee or something, so he wanted to get out. <laughs> he kept saying something on the
1: radio about, "Dad, I gotta go. I gotta go." I gotta um, no, but I'd love to run it. I mean, it looks really interesting going the other way, and mm-hmm. like especially if you're developing a car or developing as a driver, you want to throw yourself at so many different situations. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, what's amazing about it. It's, yeah. it, it could not be a better, like, I know they do some, you know, raking schools there and this and that. It could not, mm-hmm. there could not be a better track to develop. I think it's actually underused as far as a, a instruction school, a, a, a test track
2: for setting up, you know, cars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. know teams that come out from Texas during the winter, they come out here and they test the formula cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it is a great track for development um, because of it, the many facets of the corners that it has. I mean, it doesn't have the greatest, you know, straightaway stuff, mm-hmm. but it's great for vehicle dynamics setting them up, and and then the multiple configurations. It's mm-hmm. we've I've always had very good success setting cars up using that track, so it's a great place.
0: Yeah, I feel like at least um in the configurations that I've ran with uh with uh, at Buttonwillow that um, it, it really it highlights your mistakes. Like if you make one error, it really just ruins the lap almost. Like in order to get it back, and especially in like a momentum car, like the ones we're talking about with the single overhead cams, and uh, even the B series, um, it, if you get a corner wrong, it just really punishes you. And just like Nikki was saying, if you're not you know fully committed in riverside and or not fully committed in uh, phil hill you're losing a lot of time and i i've felt that before so i mean it's it's a hard track to nail everything and pull out a fast lap and just seeing that you were able to do it in like four laps out there in a car that you've never driven there that's really impressive man so hats off to you for that <laughs>
2: I think he got lucky, honestly. <laughs> you no, know, I, I, I get frustrated. Keep him humble. Want, Keep him uh, humble, yeah. huh? It was, it was all the car. It wasn't him. It was, it was all the mechanic that built the car. <laughs> yep. It
0: drove itself.
2: It did drive itself. Yep. I wish. You could put his girlfriend in the car. And she'd Oh. Probably go- That's true. If
1: she could drive sick. Yeah. She,
0: yeah. She was- uh, so, Nick, what is... uh? What is next um, after the mid-Ohio school? What, what's next um, for for you out there?
1: So I'm going to Indianapolis next week. We have another event, um, a two-day test in the NSX. Um, That's so dope. Then, yeah, and then in uh, later in the year, end of October, beginning of November, we'll be at Sebring. So. And then after that, um, really just trying to make that full-time transition into sports car racing, whether that be in – sro world challenge or in imsa i mean it's a it's a tough call there's lots of people lots of drivers looking for seats Mm -hmm. um, for a ride but for me it's a day-by-day journey trying to trying to turn that into reality
0: Um, oh man i i would love nothing more than to see uh somebody from socal representing because as much people as we have as many enthusiasts as we have we don't have a lot of drivers that are out there represented at least currently not that i know
1: of yeah and I think what's really cool is through this little CRX it, it was never we didn't wake up one day and say we're going to go build the baddest CRX and go get this all intention this was just I mean backstory this started out as 10 years ago my dad's friends they're like hey I have this 89 SI right yeah and we're gonna build a track car out of it and if i don't know if you have ever tried to do a group project but they never finished (laughs) lived in three different garages over seven years yeah and and that car is long gone you know we parted out we probably parted out yeah three cars to to get at the at the car we have now but yeah anyway um it was it was just something to do for fun and not not some thing to go get clout or whatever, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, it's basically been... Uh,
1: Father, son, you know? Yeah. And all these
2: uh, accumulation of leftover parts that I've had for 20-plus years. And That's uh, huge.
0: And the knowledge. Don't don't forget that. I mean, that knowledge is... Uh, I mean, sometimes knowing what to do and knowing what not to do is, is just as important as the part.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You got a point there. I call him the front-wheel-drive daddy.
0: Oh, there you go. There F you F go. FF Daddy. F F F Daddy, there you go.
1: <laughs> not just an apprentice trying to learn.
2: Yeah. He's still a grasshopper, but the good thing is he can drive decently. We don't let him work on the car much because that is definitely not his thing. So I mean, I do, but it never ends well, but I'll, I still do it. <laughs> he, he, can, I mean, he can barely drive. We're, we're lucky he's able to breathe <laughs> and drive at the same time. We're more stuck at that, so. You know, but yeah, I mean, this this little car—it has been a lot of fun. It's it started out kind of like as a a dad and lad project. Uh, basically, it got finished during COVID, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, a lot of parts came together, and we essentially parted out like three different CR- CRXs and <laughs> wow. came up with this one car. So it was, it was done pretty cheaply too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And then we got a. A lot of great uh help from a lot of good sponsors you know like sparco has been with him mm-hmm. in his karting, and you know they, they've given him a lot of stuff for uh you know suit wise and mm-hmm. you know safety equipment mm-hmm. you know and um you know great partners like with king motorsports who i've raced with for so many years and that's the reason the car's fast yeah king motorsports you know but uh, so
0: tell me more about that uh working with king motorsports how did you guys get to know each other
2: well, again, back to my racing days uh, in World Challenge. I'm at Scott Zoner, the owner of King Motorsports. Mm-hmm. God, 97, when I we were racing the Type Rs uh, in World Challenge, um, mm-hmm. and then um, you know we he and I did business back and forth. You know I, you know he'd buy engines from me to rebuild, to sell to all over the world, and then you know he eventually started a race team and asked me to work for it. You know, uh, be a traveling mechanic, fly out to the races with him. And we developed a great friendship. And mm. uh, uh, the driver is one another guy that works at Honda. And we just had a lot of fun traveling around uh, North America racing, uh, whether it was in the IMSA Endurance mm. Series or in SCCA World Challenge. And uh, it just, you know, great friendship and a great uh, partnership grew from that. And he's he's always been a big supporter of Nikki's and, and mine, even back when I was racing, you know. so That's so um, awesome. Yeah, that, that
0: is really cool. So what engine is in that C R X?
2: Right now it's just something that... If I told
1: you I'd have to kill you. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> it's actually kinda of embarrassing, yeah. that's why. Because it's like no it's, it's me. a mismatch of offer up, Craigslist, and uh, uh yeah. and free free parts laying around or parted out. Yeah. So it's and then Nikki actually god help me build the bottom man he was actually sizing bearings and i'm like oh god i hope this thing runs you know <laughs> and we actually have a video of him uh sizing the rings ring end gap oh, and stuff like that
0: oh my god and you you have to post that video up on instagram so oh, that i god. can share you know, it because that is awesome
2: no that was like tvma there was a lot of curse words coming from me of course, <laughs> even book. better even better yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's just something. The motor we th- threw together. I mean, you know, it's cleaned it up and paid attention to detail, but it's nothing special, you know.
1: Yeah. So I think the bottom end, it was either offer up or marketplace. It was a Type R. Yeah, that bottom that, that end. The guy sold the head off of. I think he. I couldn't believe it. He was like six hundred fifty bucks. And it was here in South of- East LA. We but got- yeah, keep in yeah. mind, it was two years ago before everyone started deciding that the yeah. B series are gold, you yeah. know, price wise. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like six hundred fifty bucks, and the miles were seemingly really low. Yeah, so we just mm-hmm. like honed it in the garage. <laughs> yeah, with <well>, a drill, <laughs> <You and> then, <laughs> the back in it. Yeah. Wait,
2: are people going to listen to this? They're not think I'm a hack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, hey, hey, remember, Carol Shelby started off in like little garages. Everybody starts off in little garages, man.
2: Well, I'm the Honda Carol Shelby, man. I got a hat they, There you go. You're the FF daddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was actually, you know, something we threw together. It, and, um, wait, wait, we hit the dyno, six pulls on the dyno, and yeah. like 190 horse or
1: something? Yeah, 190 on 100 a dyno jet, so. Yeah.
0: Nice. So, That's it's not, so. It's I mean, a Type R block with what type of head? Like a
2: Type R head or B sixteen? B sixteen. Okay. B sixteen yeah. Type R head. Same thing. Uh, the head just has a, a nice uh, valve job from uh, Portflow. Um, Nothing. No. No porting. No. The deck has it was just like cleaned up. So maybe 5000 off the deck. So it's like stock compression. Hmm. Um, got some some cams we had out of something uh i think the car they came in the car
1: yeah if the car came with mm-hmm. a yeah. or something yeah. we don't even they're not labeled yeah <laughs> no i'm not joking like they're literally not labeled. Yeah. <laughs> we're oh we're trying to figure out what they are
0: <laughs> nice and yeah. to tie all of that together you guys were running like Hondata or something
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. yeah oh all right and transmission wise were you doing the what, what are you guys running
2: uh, a gearbox. We can't tell you the rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the magic lies, my friend Jaime. Mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no,
1: mm-hmm. Now, yeah. it's just a cable. It's either this S one. It's some nineties. cable. Don't know. No, it's a cable transmission. He doesn't not... speak. He doesn't yes, speak. Do. <laughs> no, but it's just a S one cable transmission with just a with a diff and a final drive. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. yeah. No, that's
2: a little more than that.
1: Not really. like I hand filed all the gears and then, you know, then
2: coded them and then I put them in the up. Now it's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's just a kind of custom geared tranny. Oh, <laughs> and with a, a nice uh, one and a half way clutch, uh limited slip and mm-hmm. uh, it, it works good, you know? So
0: nice. Good stuff. I mean, look right now, B series stuff is getting harder and harder to find, especially when it comes to transmissions. Like I, oh, know, yeah. I know, I know that like, I'm, so my plan with my Honda Challenge car is that I'll run the D sixteen C six, and kind of run a little bit lighter than most of the competition because most people in Honda Challenge H four are running B eighteen B. The B eighteen B with a minimum weight of twenty five hundred. Where I'll be running a, a minimum weight of twenty two fifty
2: oh that's right the eg runs at 2250
0: yeah. yes the yeah. crx runs at uh 2150 i think 2175
2: 2150, something
0: like that something yeah. like that but yeah so to help the car out a little bit i i wanted to go a little bit more aggressive with the with the final drive and go with like a 49 and then do yep. a 1.5 yep. uh fi- um lsd so i'm thinking of yep. going like m factory or something like that but like I've talked to a couple transmission guys, and they've told me, yeah, we're not doing those transmissions anymore because there's no parts for them. So now you I have, have, have to do all
2: discontinued, just, just like B series stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, almost, almost all discontinued.
0: Yeah, so. and, I mean, now I have to do the grimy thing, which is uh, go to the junkyard and find a yeah. single cam that's been crashed. So hopefully, I know that the transmission's still good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Offer up as your friend.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, or your enemy. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the thing is that single cams were not loved for such a long time, and they were just like trashed out. So now, if you try to find them, they're like not there. So yeah, it's... and the
2: thing is that gearbox. Obviously, you don't mm-hmm. put as much power in front of it, but that gearbox, you have to love it a little bit more. You can't. Yeah. You can't pound on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have. I know the CRX had aluminum shift forks, mm-hmm. which did not like abuse at all so you no. know, and, I, and think, I, know that I think i think it might have steel ship forks I'm, I'm I,
0: sure. I know that a lot of people talk about the uh, 96 and 2000 model civic ex the single cams those forks are stronger but i do know that they are like a steel one
2: okay yeah so there you go mm-hmm but will they fit in the cases? That's that's yeah, God, that's I haven't another at thing. Series in so long, it's yeah.
0: Been. Trust me, there's like very few people, and anybody that I find that know uh, about like D series stuff is kind of like nerd out about our own cool <laughs> stuff. So it's like people <laughs> that listen to a track. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mickey's drawing a blank, he doesn't even know what a <laughs> track is.
0: See, so what had happened was, is uh, back before there were batteries. (laughs) 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 Boy. But yeah, um, A-Track's so old, it's not even in the freaking CRX. Jeez. But yeah, guys, like, you know, I, I'm really happy that you guys have taken the time to come like come on and talk uh on my podcast and I wanted to know is, is there any questions that you might have for me? Like
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean I, one question, I mean when, when do I get my check from this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> so you say we can't talk politics, so I wanna get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh-huh.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Always the hustler. That's that's a real racer right there. Someone that's always trying to hustle.
2: Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. How <this> is racing. <laughs> you gotta
0: hustle. Don't worry, I, I got some uh slightly used uh Toyo RRs that I'm uh I'm gonna be sending your way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay,
0: that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. <laughs> oh no, but yeah guys, like I, I um, I'm really thankful for you guys to take the time off and do this, especially with the busy schedule that you guys have and prepping out there. And I, I really wish you the best um, out there, Nikki And, uh, dude, next time you guys are out on the track, and I'll, I'll try and see if I could go out there just to hang in and uh, talk with you guys. This was a blast.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. for sure.
2: Yeah, that costs even more. <laughs> if <I'll be> in-person <laughs> in- stuff, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> but but seriously i mean all the best to you and your racing and and if we could do anything i'm sure i'm sure nikki can't do much for you but you know (laughs) um, i'd be happy to help so it's great talking to you it's nice meeting you and yeah and i'd love to hang out with you guys at the track so
0: yeah definitely so nikki um if there's any other shout outs you want to give out um before we end this and i mean dude we've pretty much hit an hour almost
1: yeah yeah, for sure. I thank mean, just thank you. To, thanks to everybody. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. But um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, I think I just really have enjoyed, you know, what this little project that started out as fun well still is fun
2: mm-hmm. has
1: has brought because I've met so many cool new faces and I look forward to, to meeting more. And um, I think as a driver, it's it's always there's always been like that barrier where people even at the track they've seen, they don't really get to see or understand, Yeah, um, you know, that it's racing is there's too big of a gap but at the end all our passion is the same you know so going to these track days and everything i look i'm always willing to talk to people and i like my dad said i'm not some car building guru but if there's anything <laughs> i can do to help i'm always always willing and available so
0: awesome man that's really good uh to hear from you know someone who's uh, moving up in the ranks and you know has such a level head on it on it on yourself. And I, I mean, dude, it's, it's so awesome to get a chance to actually talk to you and listening to your dad. I mean, dude, you, you got, you got a really good guy there helping you out. So that's freaking awesome. So guys with that, um, that's the end of the show and I will see you next Monday. Thanks guys, man. That was awesome.